Hey, 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 it's uh, Sunday morning, Sunday morning podcast, and we're on October 13th at 8 o'clock in the morning, and we're in Arizona, Phoenix, the basin, and uh, it's cool right now, 64 degrees. Oh, wait, 66 and 32% humidity. Uh, What did we say? 66 and 32. And that gives us a dew point of 35.3 dew. Dew point. I'm a bit chilly, but the sun's out. Not a cloud in the sky once again. And that's the way it is in uh, Arizona. Do we have a theme for this podcast? Um... I am not, no, I'm not sure. Like, what am I up to? I guess it's, uh, I guess I'll go with go be the church out there. Okay, that's my, my little humorous, little anecdotal stuff from uh, the last 24 hours or so. So, um, and why do I, why do I say that? go be the church out there well it's sunday morning and i had a long running habit of going to church and trying to make the best of it trying to fit in trying to figure it all out right isn't that we shouldn't we go to church if we want to figure out god <laughs> that was that was the sarcastic thing but what what i've learned is that you kind of get somebody else's view of god so they want to put constraints on it. The boundary markers as my as John Orberg would make it. So put those boundary markers out there. So I've been uh, doing my own thing, so to speak. It's not exactly church. It's not unchurching either. There's this whole movement of unchurching, you know, because because people, you know, let's look at the statistics. People are leaving church. What's the matter with the church? Oh, what's the matter with the church? I know we're gonna we're gonna form something called unchurching. Oh, okay. The problem I have with that is really we're just gonna end up with another denomination called the unchurching denomination, right? And of course they'll deny it and they'll say, "Oh, no, we're we're the unchurchers," and we um, and there is a website for it. And I, and and again, I'm not. That's probably there's some really good things there. Uh, but the fundamental step back a second and then it's just another reformation it's just another oh we're going to make a group and we're going to be better we're better than the church the organized church blah 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 so we're unchurching right so to me that's fine okay if i if i stretch myself and grow because one of my strengths is inclusion i like to include everybody right and the blind spot for inclusion is, you know, some people want to join groups, you know, and let them join the groups. Let them be in their groups. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I am one of the most self-aware persons that this woman knows. Of course, she doesn't know all 7 billion people on the planet, so she has a small sample size of maybe a 1,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm I'm the most self-aware person out of a thousand. Just like my friend in Vegas who thinks I'm the smartest guy he knows. So just remember it doesn't matter. It's like okay, that's their perspective. 
get your Gaussian distribution out, put seven, be seven billion people under the curve. And yeah, we're all on the curve somewhere. We're all out there. So go be the church out there. So that's my little humorous anecdotal thing because when I was going to that church for about a year, for about a year it would be like uh, ending every service up on the big screen, you know. They, okay, well, you know, thanks for coming. They don't. They wouldn't say this, but it's uh, it's. Oh yeah, thanks for coming this morning. We love you. They don't even say that. <laughs> that would help if they said that. Yeah, but hey, we're here, you know, now, oh, now, now, go be the church out there. Like, oh, yes, go be the church out there. Like, we we just came together and read, we had the, we had the Bible exegeted. <laughs> exegeted is this fancy word where, for uh, reading the Bible slowly, maybe. <laughs> exegeting the word. I'm so irreverent. Yeah, that's it. I'm definitely relevant. This is the relevant podcast, right? Wait, no. Somebody already took that podcast. The relevant podcast. I'm just irreverent. Reverence. Because I'm just like, okay, exegete. That's really good. Exegesis. And it's not, it's it's E-X-G-E-S-I-S. Exegesis. Sounds like Jesus, right? J exegesis. So, so read the Bible. You know, we're going to read the Bible for you, and we're going to tell you what it means. And we're because you know we went to seminary. We spent four years studying Greek and Hebrew. And so, like, of course, if God was going to inspire an inerrant scripture, of course He would do it in Greek and Hebrew. And of course, you would need a priest or someone to to explain it to you because, you know, that's just the way God is, right? I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> it's it's Hebrew and Greek, man. It's complicated. I I kind of tend to think that you know, that it's not that complicated that even if you you get a translation in English, German, French, Chinese, Spanish, Italian, whatever, that the basic message is pretty clear. Although there are some dangers uh, with the translations, like the elder of my church who, who uh, I said, well, what, you know, I'm a believer in Christ. I mean, what, what are you coming so down so hard on me for, man? And it's because, oh, you're unruly, right? I think I talked about that in a, uh, another podcast, right? And I'm like, Okay, so you perceive me as unruly. And I, I, maybe I am, you know, to a few people, not to everybody. But okay, let's go with that. Let's, uh, so, oh, so you're saying Second Thessalonians 3.6. We're going to pull the verse out, man. And, you know, Paul's writing to the Second Thess- in Second Thessalonians, these people, and he's like, you know, beware the brother. The brother. So, oh, and so now it's justified for the elder to, um, you know, beware of me, Michael. Beware, because you're, you're unruly, right? So there's a couple problems with that. The context um, describes this unruly 
character. And I don't really fit the description. And then you go a little deeper, and the uh, a better translation of the word unruly would be idle, I-D-L-E, not I-D-O-L, but idle. So it's describing a specific situation where I think the dudes were like living off the church. Like they would just go eat meals together, you know, the way the New Testament church was awesome. You know, like the guys would sell all their stuff and nobody had anything, you know. It was just like all together. It was wonderful in Jerusalem, I guess that's what we read next. But apparently Paul wasn't buying into that for everywhere. I mean, that was, you know, Paul didn't say yay or nay on Jerusalem behaviors, but... You know, those of us who exegete Acts 2 and want to, de- want to describe that as, I don't know, what is the word prescriptive or descriptive? I think it's, in other words, the stuff happened in Acts 2, which, like, fine. They sold all the property, they gave the money, they brought it to the apostles' feet, right? And they all had stuff in common, right? You know, so apparently Paul in Thessalonians is like, um, no, that's not how we do things here out in Thessalonia. I think is it Macedonia, the northern part of Greece, Macedonia, up there in Thessalonica. So the dude's idle, and he's like, "Hey, man, um, I don't have a Bible yet, but uh, I, I so I can't really read Acts two." But I think I heard a story about these guys. You know, why don't we just all sell everything together, man, and get it together? Apparently, Paul, like, wasn't into that. <laughs> so, so it's idle. So, yes. We are being the church out there. That's where I am right now with the dog. You can do church with your dog. And thanks for tuning in to the podcast because this is your Sunday morning sermon. Right? Maybe what's the value of this podcast, the value add? Well, I'm giving you a sermon. And so my relationship to these people, like, no one's asking me, like, so, hey, Mike, I haven't seen you in church in a long time. You know, I'm I'm just waiting for that question to come. I'm I'm not getting it. It's been months. It was July, so we got all of July, August, September, we're into October, four months already. Just waiting for the question to be popped. Hey, man. I haven't seen you in church lately, Mike. You know, what's going on? Oh, well, didn't you... I, I remember seeing the, the last thing I saw in church was go be the church out there. Oh, okay. Well, I'm kind of taking that literally. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, is that great? Is that great? But it, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm really just twisting things around. And for whose benefit? I, it's not really my benefit because I probably could use some some like-minded people to share my wonderful gifts with. But they don't want them. They only want gifts of music, music, and and uh, and gifts of compliance and gifts of administration to do the bidding of the local church. They don't want really to follow the scripture. They don't really want prophetic word or some solid, meaty teaching. No, they don't really want that. It's just like when I, I don't know, something got in it. It's got to be the Holy Spirit got in me. When I stood up in church, I don't know, what was it, like April, May? April or something? And I went to church meeting, the family meeting. It's family time. 
And I stood up and I says, hey, you know, does anybody, is anybody curious about whether, you know, what it would take to get out of the Southern Baptist Convention? I mean, we're in Arizona and it's like, those guys are nuts back there in Georgia and North Carolina with their belief system. And really, they're getting really political. And, you know, we don't want to be political. We just want to be followers. Right? So let's get out. And the answer was, nope. nope. But the better answer is, hey, how you doing? Just, is Lambo no longer with us or what? We've been gone for uh, a week. Uh, uh, my daughter and uh, her husband, uh, we moved them from back from Albuquerque to here. So. To here? Okay. Yeah, so, so we're gone a little bit. Still yeah. in the southwest. Still in the southwest. Uh, yeah. Hey, buds. So now we have four dogs in the house. Four dogs in the house. <laughs> well, they're busy then. Yeah, well, they're living with us. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, you could. Yeah. They, they probably do they entertain themselves or do well, they Lambo's, or do they fight? Lambo is kind of a emotional wreck sometimes. So. Okay. <laughs> but he seems he's on a lot of meds right now, so he seems he's, to be doing okay. <laughs> okay. So hopefully uh, we can wean him off of that. So he can acclimate with all the dogs. And a, and a guinea pig and, yeah. and a fish, I think. I don't know. So you're going to go running or just going to do a little walk? I'm walking. My, my back's completely broken. I can't do much of anything. Now, you were a biker too, right? Yeah. So have you, is that, does that slow you down from biking too? Yeah, uh, well, I had a bad bike accident. Oh, ooh, ouch. I, I broke my arm and ooh. I still haven't recovered. I mean, it still, it still hurts through here. But um, yeah, I'm getting better. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm going over uh, 12 miles now. But I mean, when I was riding before, man, I was it was it was at least 50 a week. And, okay. And then you know, if I was doing group rides, I might be you know 40, 50. You know? Okay. Okay. Well, it looks like the new freeway. There might be a spot for the bikes to go on there yeah yeah I, I, we, you know we go that way and i look at it and going yeah i don't see how it's gonna work <laughs> oh, I, i'm surprised because i mean it looks almost like four lanes will be wide open because like it looks like they're putting the eight lanes over here and yeah. there's still four lanes here so there should be some biking room i would think yeah but you, you pretty much got to ride to it right okay you, you know from where you are yeah so but I, we'll see what how it goes i uh, when when there's really a bike path, yeah, I mean it's you got kids and everything else. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be on the road than. Yeah, know. I hope they make it wide enough. Yeah, so. yeah. So. All right. You doing good? Yeah. Are you still doing good? Um. Well, I'm in job search again, unfortunately. Oh. So, did yeah, you did I, you ever land somewhere or do anything or? No, I retired. Uh, retired. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, a neurological disease that. Doesn't really help me, so I just okay. retired. Okay. Well, good that you can do that. I'm, I gotta figure something out, so oh. I can't quite do the retirement thing yet. So. Yeah. Well. People ask me that. It's like, wow. What's that? I wish I could do that. Well, with the, the thing I got, the runway is not so good, so I'm not all worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you can get creative, and you're, you know, take your time, figure something out. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, we're, we have enough, and we're we're actually putting an addition to our cabin up north. Okay. I think that'll be about eighty thousand or something like that. But, yeah. Uh, it'll be nice. Yeah. I won't have to sleep in the basement again. Okay. So yeah, I, we I want to do that so we can we can go up there and you know st stay for a month or two. Sure. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Here. Uh, it's mm. way up north in Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Okay. Eagle River, if you know. Oh, Eagle. I've heard that name. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I thought you were taking. Most people in Arizona talk about when they talk about up north cabins, they're talking uh, like Flagstaff yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, Payson, Heber, Overgard stuff. Well, when you get up to the capital, I mean, you know, there's <laughs> you get snow there, right? So. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, so you go all up the Eagle River, north of like north of Green Bay, even, right? Yeah, yeah. It's up near the Upper Peninsula, maybe. Um, not too Mich far. Um, yeah. we, one time we were up there, we were just driving around. You know, we, we've been doing that for, what, 32 years? Yeah. And um, we just we had never been up there. Okay. So we, we just drove around. It took us about an hour and a half to get there, and it's a whole different place. Okay, okay. The and do you, do, you, do you drive up there in the summer, or do you? Uh, we've always, fly recently up there. we've only flew, yeah. but um, my plan is... <laughs> We'll, we'll uh, when it gets really hot, yeah. We'll put, put the dog in the car and yeah. we'll drive up in there. I'll stay there for a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to have a car up there anyway, right? So, problem, uh, problem. I, right now we'll just keep the one, but maybe yeah. I'll, I'll get another one. So. Yeah. So I don't have to if I. If, if you I, do want to fly up yeah. there, you know, would you go to Minneapolis or Chicago or try uh, to go right into Austin, Strabel? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, okay. Yeah, and then from from Milwaukee. It's like a five-hour ride yeah. to get to the cabin. Okay. We, we, when, we, when we got married, um, my father-in-law started the, the, the original cabin. Okay. okay. And it's really, it's like a, you know, those pre, prefab houses. Yeah. So it, I mean, it, just, it doesn't look like a log cabin or anything like that. But it's it's got, it, it's it's decent size. Uh, we got a lot of land on it. Yeah. Uh, we live exactly right on a lake. Okay. And, and the lake is um, up there. The largest chain of lakes in the world is part huh. of that. Oh, cool. Cool. And uh, so you can go all the way way up if you want. All you right. Go through a lock and stuff like okay. that. Okay. But we only have a rowboat, so. We didn't. All right. So, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's a good time. So yeah, I like to. Do a lot more biking up there and uh, all sorts of fun, and just you know, be out of the city for a while. Sure, different Except for the mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are really bad. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great Sunday. All right. You too. It's John, right? Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. Michael. Michael. Yeah, There's yeah. Buddy. Yeah, all right. I, uh, I got um, a friend of mine placed at that at, at that guy's group that, that you you told me. He hired one of my friends. Oh, okay. Because I, I went in there. He says, well, you're not quite the right fit. So I said, okay. Oh, that benchmark place? Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay, you got some of your friends work there? I got one there. What? He was, he was, they got let go from what was left of the, the, the whatchamacallit, the airphone. Yeah. The, so, the phone so business. Where, so where's, uh, is he at that R&D center, that new? Right in there, yeah. Because that's really cool, that new technology. It is, uh, but he's been through like three managers already. Sure, well, yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, he, he says they, they don't, he's a really smart guy. Sure. Super smart guy. Yeah. And they got people, and 
they don't listen to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, they he should. says, well, this can, we need to, this needs to be done in about 10 days. Yeah. And you're like, what you want yeah. will probably take five, six people for maybe a quarter of a year. Oh, okay. For that thing. Three, yeah, and yeah. It, it, they have no concept. No con. Yeah, no that's a bummer. At all. Yeah. But they are doing stuff way out there. Yeah. Really high frequencies. And, yeah. Uh, that's, that's an art in itself. I wonder if I was there when he got hired in. Because I left in June. Yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, Drew Rackloff. Oh, I know Drew. I met yeah. Drew. Drew knows me. Yeah, Drew's a Drew. great guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Drew. I like, well, there was a uh, Kevin Walker I like too. I like Kevin. It was probably his boss for a while, maybe. Kevin might have been. Uh, Kevin Walker and then Drew. Yeah, awesome guys. Yeah, Drew, Drew isn't very assertive. Well, but, it, but, but, you know, <laughs> well, the thing is like, he's real smart. Right. And yeah. so like, and there's a, and there's a guy named Mark, maybe you interview with him, yeah. Mark guy, yeah, really super smart. He's gone. Oh, is he gone already? Yeah. Oh, let's just talk to Drew the other day. <laughs> oh, Mark was gone. All right. Well, they got really super smart guys, but they need someone to corral it together. That's the, that's the thing. They got, right. okay. Cause like they're, they're, Andrew's probably got like a hundred percent knowledge of whatever his knowledge base. Yeah. He probably only needs 10% of it for some stuff, yeah. but he's still got 90% more knowledge that he's not using. Right. Yeah. But that's like a lot of people. He worked on uh, Iridium. You know, Real, so okay. That was way out there. You know, okay. Those, all those same frequencies. So Mark is gone. Huh? Yeah. Did he like ask to leave or what, did he get another uh, job? He didn't get a good answer on that. Yeah. But yeah, it, Drew's getting a little harried because they don't listen to him. Yeah. Well, it's tough, you know. You know, so it's. I mean, you, you, I, 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 I understand you got to get a reputation. Yeah. But you know, after you you you, you make the same mistake a couple of times, you, you probably should listen. Well, it's tricky, like the communications. This guy, Mark Andrew's got a bunch of stuff in his head, or Drew. But it's like, how do you communicate in a way that it gets understood yeah. to other people? So. Yeah, he's, but it, I, I've worked with Drew for 25 years. And he, he's not like uh, a, um, a ladder climber. Right. He's okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, he's done a lot of great stuff. So, and, he, and he's actually worked on those bands before too with the Iridium. So, so hopefully that works out for him. I mean. Yeah. He got because he got let go from from what was the former Intel stuff, so he was scrambling. So he went there. So it, it, it's working, you know. And it's just like anything else, nothing yeah. perfect. Well, that's a good story. Tell him I say hi. I'm, oh. uh, um, yeah, I wish I was still there myself. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Catch you later. Okay. All right. Sunday morning. Bud, you want to go that way? Bud, he wants to go this way. I kind of want him to go a different way, but he's, Bud wants to go over here. So that was John. I don't know, that was short enough to probably include in the podcast. Why not? It's a walk in Arizona culture, right? You just, you know, if you come dialing in from Louisiana or Colorado, Chicago, Germany, this is the culture, man. It's the culture. But sort of, I sort of make the culture too, right? I'm making the culture. <laughs> As the Australian gal would say, it's like, do you talk to strangers? Yes, do you talk to strangers? <laughs> Carrie Phipps, we love Carrie. I love Carrie. She doesn't know how much I love her, you know. But she's down in Dubbo, Dubbo, Australia. D-U-B-B-O, never heard of it, but uh, it's a place. 
And there's a wonderful woman there and her husband. They are in Debo, Debo. And her son thought I was a spy. That was pretty fun. So um, do talk to strangers. There you go. I talked to a stranger from Australia and we met in Dresden. I think it was on a previous podcast. Fantastic. And there's John. And then I got a little connection with uh, Small World. Drew at Benchmark. Good dude. Mark. I'm surprised Mark's gone. But maybe Mark got pulled away to something. And maybe that's the nature of this world is uh, smart people. Like Maybe you notice there, there's, if you're only 33 or 34, you know, probably don't realize it, but 45, 55-year-old people, they're really smart. <laughs> I know the 33-year-olds, you know, they think they got it all figured out. No, actually, they're pretty humble. Some are pretty humble, right? Let's look at the distribution curve. Take all the 33-year-olds. It's a distribution curve. Some are real humble and willing to listen and learn from other people. And that's great. And then others are just like, oh, old guys. They don't know what they're talking about, man. So that's what I heard from John there, that uh, Drew is, is smart. Everybody's smart. It's, everybody has a level of smarts. How much do you need? Do you need 10% of your smarts? Do you need 1% of your smarts? And then the trick is to communicate it, right? It's to how do you... If you see something that uh, needs to change, right? If you need to influence some change, then you have to learn how to articulate it. Right? So the old TSA. What does TSA stand for again? I forget. Some kind of security. I'm not sure. TSA. <laughs> so it's see something, say something. Homeland Security. So TSA is part of Homeland Security. And uh, your humble podcast host here doesn't know what the abbreviation TSA stands for at the moment. And you know what? I don't care. So you guys are smarter than me. So whoever knows that, listening, you're smarter than I am. That's great. So we're talking about smarts now. I mean, I got talking to John. and Yeah, yeah, it's how do you corral the smarts to get results, right? So you got to start with a little diagram, right? All this intelligence on the input, black box, and then results, output. Sometimes you kind of know what the result is that you want. But what goes on inside that black box, that's kind of the mystery, right? So that's where leadership probably comes in. Le- probably, yeah, it does. It does, right? I'm just downplaying it, right? Because I just, you know, I have my limiting beliefs, man. And I've got the imposter syndrome, right? So, you know, I got to... <laughs> I, I saw a little thing on imposter syndrome. So I, I might be a big sufferer, right, of the imposter syndrome. And so, but like take all 7 billion people put them on a distribution curve, measure what level of imposter syndrome do you have, right? So so I'm probably on the high end of imposter syndrome, which a lot of people are, but I'm moving towards less imposter syndrome. So again, you know, you get a motivate. This is a motivating podcast. You're so motivated listening to this that you're going to like um, get rid of your imposter syndrome you're going to get rid of your limiting beliefs and you're just going to like rise up and kick ass in the world, right? And uh, and some people might kick ass, but I mean, I'd kind of, 
go to the traditional kick-ass thing. But um, what else? What else? Uh, the genius, the brains, smart people. So a lot of there's a lot of pressure, a lot of a lot of uh, recommendations. You got to keep current. You got to stay up. You got to keep current with stuff, man. And it, it might be code words for, you know, we're the younger people and we're in control. So you got to think like we do. Whereas Drew there, he's just playing out smart and he needs some help implementing his smart ideas. Okay. But, you know, it's all about politics and company politics and being in control. And people love the youth movement for some reason, but it's just bring the energy, right? Bring you, show up every day, man. You got to show up, right, bud? Bud shows up every day on these walks, man. Just learn from your dogs. This dog is showing up. <laughs> it's got to be sarcastic. That's got to be sarcastic, right? But it's just words. I'm just saying showing up. So what is it? Tone of voice? What is it? Yeah, it is. It is tone. It must be tone of voice. It's not body language on the podcast, but there, I'm, you know, there's body language that goes with it. You know. So where else does my brain go to? It goes to. You know, the imposter syndrome. You know, you got to get rid of the imposter syndrome. Just act like it. It's not, oh, is that what, that's what I heard. One guy says, it's not fake it till you make it. It's just show up somehow. Anyway, where was I? This is Sunday, Sunday morning sermon for you. Right, bud? So I'm not, I'm doing the church out there. What, what, you know, I'm walking through the neighborhoods. People are stressing out maybe having pancakes getting the kids ready for breakfast gotta have the bacon and eggs hey we gotta we're late for church church starts at nine. Oh, it means it takes 10 minutes to drive to church oh oh we made it oh we just got we snuck got in oh my the third grade sunder teacher is mike and he's gonna get the sheets out and did you memorize your verse last week and oh let me give you some points so you can get some trinkets at the end of the quarter yeah, this is why we go to church, to get trinkets. Yeah, it's just a good thing. Yeah, it's just good to go to church. <laughs> oh, man. Irreverent. So, yeah, it's Sunday morning. This is the early service. It started at 8 o'clock this morning. And we uh, we didn't do any hymns. And we didn't make any announcements. Well, I guess I sort of made some announcements. Right, Bud? Bud's showing up to church here. And we got the sun shining down. It feels good. You can't you can't feel it on the podcast, but I'm like walking right. I'm walking eastward where the sun is in the sky. And uh, because it's only like 65 degrees, it feels good. A few months ago, it was like 110. It was not feeling good. So, um... I, that reminds me, I do want to run this morning before it gets too hot. But I think I'm going to be fine because it's only, it's probably going to be 75. It was like 65, now it'll probably be 75 by the time I go for a walk. And as long as it's below 80, it's pretty comfy. I'm a little bit stiff. I did work out yesterday at the gym, loved it. Saw a um, former pro baseball player that coached my kids, had some good conversation there. And uh, because I talk to strangers, right? That's what we're talking about. Do talk to strangers. And and do do it. If you're going to talk to strangers, do it with an Australian accent, right? Do talk to strangers. 
and be excited about it. You know. <laughs> Taking the Mickey, as the British would say, out of Carrie. But I and I watched the video, and Carrie is like she's like on fire all the time. I mean, there's there's people that are just like on fire, right? So and and, it, and it's interesting to hang with these people because like they're not. She's actually a very authentic. I mean, I have to applaud. It's like, I mean, it's not. It's not. It looks like it could be a like a, a showmanship or something, but it's not. It's just authentically alive and active. I call that walking in the spirit, right? Being filled with the spirit. And we can choose to do that. And I have my ups and downs. And, dun, 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 dun. and when I do the podcast, I tend to be on the podcast in a up mood I tend I mean how can you not be in a good mood when you're walking bud bud what are you doing in the bushes here come on huh here comes some of the dogs you know do that so walking bud you just almost automatically are in, a, in the spirit you know I'm bonding with the dog God's creation of the bud as he walks by a bud light can of beer <laughs> coincidental I think so. So, um, in the shade now, heading back, back home, and uh, reading a little Romans this morning. Hey, there's a dog out, dog out on a the loose there. No, no leash, but he's, he, he's not coming over here. Bud's thinking about making mischief with him. So I don't know whose who's dog that is. Come on, Bud. Bud, come on. But we're going around. So Romans 14, 13 and 14 were interesting this morning. I ended up tweeting um, some of Romans 13 to Joe Biden, of all things. You know, because that's what you do on Twitter now. So you used to, like, I was thinking about my dad. He used to be really proud, like, if he wrote an editorial to the Arizona Republic newspaper. And he was really proud, like, hey, I got, they printed my letter. Gene! Hey, Gene! They printed my letter. <laughs> so, so think about this now. My dad's best <laughs> no one. But it's like Twitter is like the editorial comment, co- uh, column for the newspaper, right? Because like anyone, you can, you can tweet now, man. You just tweet it out there. And it's kind of funny. I mean, I pinged Joe Biden. You know, I was like, at Joe Biden. And... Um, and then why not include the president of the United States who's like reached the, uh, the millennial level. No, he's like, you know, he's hip. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of professionals like, oh, I wish he wouldn't tweet the president. You don't have to read him. I mean, I don't read all of his tweets. But I think it's fun that he's out there. So, I mean, I, I sent a tweet to Joe and included Donald. It's like better than, it's better than my dad had it. My dad was just... Hey, Gene, the Republic, they printed my little comment. Of course, this must be the Irish DNA in the family. We just like to, we just like to offer our opinions. You know? <laughs> Gee, it's podcasting. Talk about offering your opinions. Offering your opinions with emotion and tone of voice. Man, it really communicates. It's not just the written, tweeted word. So, yeah, so Twitter this morning, I was like, hey, Dad, Dad would love this. I mean, you can just tweet. And, you know, just like the newspaper, it's out there, but you assume that people might read it, but there's no guarantee. And what's fun about Twitter is you can do, like, your activity. So, basically, I tweet out stuff that's 
just confusing, controversial, trying to get a laugh or something. And um, and I just like, then you can push this button and see like how many people looked at it. Now, I don't know how accurate that is, but uh, it's a nice little tool too, because like if you comment to like some famous person on their tweet and then, you know, certain people are much more popular, of course, right? So you'd think that if you commented on a super popular dude that you'd get a lot of views. And it's, I don't know how the algorithm works to count those views, but, uh, you know, for an active, if you're not an active Twitter, you probably wouldn't pay attention to it. So most people are like, oh, I'm not doing tweets. Like my son and his wife, like, oh, we never, we read Twitter. We read it, but oh, well, we're not going to. We're not going to tweet anything because, you know, eight years later, somebody may find an old tweet of yours. Oh, my gosh. I was getting close to deleting my tweets, but I don't know. I, you know, I think I've mentioned that before, that basically my most controversial tweets are against organized religion. <laughs> so um, I am walking my dog and I am podcasting. There's a lot on my head, a lot on my mind. I think a lot, right? I'm in my head. But uh, walking the dog, I got to walk the dog anyway. So I'm going to podcast, get my thoughts out. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go run and uh, get that exercise in and uh, go from there. So it's a nice morning. Other people are walking already, riding their bikes. And I don't know where Bud. Bud, you want to go home now, Bud? Huh? Where are you going? You want to go over this way? Car coming, Bud. Oh, there's another dog over there. Okay. Oh. So we'll come over here with the other dog. And we'll see what kind of dog actions. This is a runner, runner with a dog, which gets to be kind of tricky. Um, that's why I just walk my dog and then I will do my running later on. Hi. That's really hard to run and take your dog. Right? That's hard. Well, good luck with it's teaching not her. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. bye bye. So, yeah. So she's getting ready to run and take the dog. Very difficult. So let's see if Bud will um, climb into the rocks. Bud, are you gonna go shortcut? Let's do the shortcut, Bud. I hope. Let's see. Come on, Bud. I know it's nice out here, Bud, but. Uh, I'd like to get home and put on my Garmin GPS and get my run in. I got oh, It's a good to, reminder to think about that running because I can warm up a little bit as I walk the bud. Multitasking, you know, stretch out, podcast, walk the dog, pick up his dog poop, throw it away, clean him up. Bud's happy. And there we are. So, uh, what else? What else? Um, Romans chapter 13 and 14. 
interesting passages. And uh, yeah, so what I tweeted old Joe is like, there's a, I think it's verses three and four of chapter 13. So yes, please do listeners read Romans 13, three and four. And then of course you can follow it up with verse eight later on. But uh, essentially Joe, it's like Joe, I'm just giving Joe some advice, you know, just love people. It's kind of like the love everyone always. And just do good, Joe. Just do good. And, and Trump's an authority right now, so just let it go, Joe. Just cooperate. Because if you do good, then there's nothing to worry about, Joe. So um, that's my political bent um, with the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and uh, Trumper. So I don't know if Trump's, I think Trump might have picked up on my one comment because I'm just saying, okay, we're, Donald is just concerned when he's asking the question, where's Hunter? He wants to get a t-shirt made. Where's Hunter? Because like we had, he hasn't been, he's been missing. I think he got like a million and a half in his pocket from Ukraine. But then he, and then some Chinese guys gave him like one and a half billion to invest for him. So if he gets 1% of $1.5 billion, I know he's not, he didn't really get $1.5 billion, but let's just say a percent, 1% of that. I think that's $150 million, but I could be wrong. Let's see, 1.2. No, 10% would be 100. So $15 million. So he only got $15 million. It's not a billion, $1.5 You know, come on, people in the media, don't get too hysterical. It's only $15 million <laughs> from the Chinese. And so, so anyways, I'm just kind of the, the little, I think the jab that my dad would be proud of is like, hey man, Donald loves you. He's concerned about Hunter. So he wants t-shirts made. Where's Hunter? And then I added, yeah, yeah. We got to have the t-shirts because if he doesn't show up then, he'll end up on a milk carton. Oh, the old milk carton joke. Right, and that's the, uh, I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used to have these half gallon milk cartons and missing people would be put on the milk carton. So that's the reference for you 33 year olds. They probably started doing that about 30 years ago, but us old people remember that milk carton thing. And certainly Joe and Donald will remember the milk carton. And even Hunter, maybe, you know, he's going to go talk to a dairy farmer and get himself on a milk carton. Where's Hunter? Have you seen Hunter Biden? <laughs> I mean, can we just not laugh at this stuff? Like some people are like super serious. Like, oh, no. Oh, that's so wrong. Trump's just digging up dirt on Biden. He's just digging up dirt on him. There's nothing there. They investigated it already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They investigated it. Yeah. <laughs> Trump was on fire in Minnesota. Peter Strzok and Lisa. So funny. And it's encouraging to me because I've been accused of being a little like manic or something. Like, And so I would say, wait a minute. Trump is kind of getting mad at manic. You know, he's, he's acting out this Peter Strzok and Lisa Page um, tweet exchange, which is really funny. 
So then I was so encouraged by the president. He's my leader. And uh, <laughs> in some ways, Trump is my role model, right? Because it's like, hey, go ahead, get manic, make fun of these clowns, have some fun. And then some guy tweeted out the day after, like, this is not normal behavior, right? And of course, and then this is the attribution bias, right? So if you hate Trump, it's like, of course, Trump's manic. He's terrible. He's just crazy. Look at him. He's acting out page and, and struck. It's, oh, gosh, Trump is terrible. Or the attribution bias. The other way would be like, yeah, that is terrible behavior. But it's not Trump's behavior. It's struck and page's behavior, see? So it depends on how you use your attribution bias. Do you want to attribute positive things? Like who's the speaker? Who's the actor? The actor on stage is Trump. He's the one mimicking Strzok and Paige. I love you, Lisa. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Lisa. Don't worry, we'll get that son of a bitch. Oh, it's so funny. So yeah, so he's the actor on stage. So I attribute good things to everybody, right? Love everyone always. I will attribute to Trump just good intentions. He means well. <laughs> so that's the attribution bias in action. So, and why not, why not love everyone always? We love Strzok and Paige. They can, they can come out of it. You know, we all make mistakes in the past. So there's a case where they didn't even tweet that stuff. They were just texting it. So, you know, that's, that's when it really gets nasty if they start looking at your previous text messages. And every one of them are attribution bias. You can take anybody's text, tweet, whatever, and just read into it whatever you want. And so you try to like spin it like the Roseanne Barr thing and just just attribute the worst possible intentions of Roseanne Barr. But you don't really know. It's just a freaking tweet. It's just a tweet, people. And don't forget the most famous of all English excuses. That tweet was made based on the best information available at the time. So, hey, just let it go, folks. So we're getting close. We're going to go through the wash here. I'm going to let the butt off. Let them go. End the podcast. Bud, you want to come over here and look at the artificial grass? You know, we got this wonderful artificial grass here. Never needs cutting, watering, so environmentally friendly. And Bud just likes to sniff around on it because other dogs probably come by here. And the rock. Yeah, sprinkle a little rock on there. Baptize that rock with Bud water. Processed Bud water. Like you can figure out what that is. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the podcast. May it be a blessing to you on this Sunday morning, like the best sermon you heard today or this week. You know, that's the. I put hours of preparation to this. I actually did. I mean, in seriousness, I do spend hours <laughs> in the scripture. It's just not this week in preparation for this particular podcast so that I could get you a message and give you a call to action. So the call to action is walk in the spirit, people. And if you have to get a dog to walk in the spirit, and you know, you develop a 30 minute habit of walking in the spirit for 30 minutes, then you try to extend it to the rest of your day. 
just keep it going. And as John Ortbrook says, you know, if you fall out of the spirit, just jump right back in. Just get right back in. Because God's waiting for us to have that great relationship with him. You know? The great relationship. And the witty with him. What is that to you, he says to Peter. You follow me. You know? So, John's pretty cool. He's like the the Apostle John. He's kind of a smart-ass himself, I think. If you look at the end of chapter, last chapter of John. <laughs> John is so funny. I, I mean, I hope I hope Peter and John are in heaven right now. They're probably cracking up. He's like, there, Ward's getting it. Ward's got it. He's figured it out. Damn you, John. You made fun of me for the... Two thousand years, people are reading that. Yep, John. You could have written about just about anything. There was, I mean, you couldn't fill the books. You couldn't self-publish enough books. Kindle would be overflowed with all the stories that could be written. <laughs> but, but the last story in the Gospel, according to John, who is the beloved disciple who probably gets things more right than anybody else right he throws in the story of old pete pete what's that to you pete (laughs) what happens with john that's none of your business baby you follow me so there you go there's the call to action get your witty with him sort it out what is that to you? Get that sorted. And then just follow along. Do your thing. And other people will judge you and say, Oh no, that's not that's not within the boundaries of what we believe. And that's where Romans 14 comes in. There's a lot of deep commentary in Romans 14 about it's kind, of, it's kind of indirectly like saying follow him because it's saying like well just have a clear conscience when you follow and what you do have a clear conscience and it's good it's all good and we're not supposed to judge one another right so you know I mentioned that once at church like this is a judgment free zone and the pastor of course is like oh no oh, no some of you are doing jack for Jesus that's the judgment man so make sure this week you do a little bit of jack, right? See, it doesn't work. I can't say that. It's a, some of you are doing jack for Jesus. It's like a weird negative, right? So doing jack means doing nothing, right? So I don't know. I'm just, I can only say Jill. So go do some Jill for Jesus to this week because we don't, we don't want to do jack, but maybe we can do some Jill. So there you go, 51 minutes. Great podcast, right? I hope you're blessed. Little long sermon there, real life sermon, right? So, the walking church. We just did church out there. We just did it. So, we're all obedient. We're just obedient, aren't we? So, grace and your obedience, mercy and peace, everybody. Goodbye.